And just like that, Hidden Nation, welcome right into the program. You got Josh Carey here, your hidden entrepreneur. So good to see you, to be seen, to show up as best as you know you can each and every day. We're right here, WOR 710, the voice of New York. And guess what? Anytime you want on that free iHeartRadio app, you like this show? You want more of this show? You want more of shows like this? All you got to do is download that app, push some buttons, and the world is yours. We got a great one for you today. We're joined by Wes Young, who not only wrote uh, a new book all about generational wealth, how you can achieve that, but what I so appreciate is that he's a pastor at an old country church. Not only that, it happens to be the same one that he attended when he was just a little boy. We're going to hear all about it, but first, welcome to the program, Wes. Thanks, Josh. I'm excited to be here. I love the energy you bring. I I really do. It's awesome. (laughs) I appreciate that. Now, you're a pastor. Um, I want to get into this because, okay, full disclosure, I'm not religious. I don't claim to be but I'm spiritual. I appreciate all walks of life, all people. Um, Tell me about this Bible verse that you wanted to bring up that sort of connects all this. Okay. Um, Well, I've been chasing success in one way or another for most of my life. I've been searching for success. And uh, of course, being in church my whole life, um, my faith's important and it's helped me a lot. But I was reading a Bible verse about a year ago or reading in the Bible and this verse it's Proverbs thirteen twenty two. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And that really hit me right upside the head because uh, I, I wasn't where I needed to be. And I wasn't, I didn't have anything to leave to my children's children and very little to leave to my children. So that really started to that hit me so hard. It was like, I've got to start doing something. And, and everything kind of came together from all my studies and everything I'd, I'd learned from chasing success over the years. And it all kind of came together at that time. So that was a big turning point for me. So you grew up, uh, you're in, you're in Ohio, right? Yes. And you're a pastor there, as you said, in a, uh, in an old country church, the same one where so you've been going for your entire life and have since become a pastor? Yeah. Um, quick story. My my parents were married in that church. I was married in that church. And now my oldest daughter was married in that church. So we, it's been in the family for, it, it is part of my family. But um, yeah, I did, I did go and pastor a, another church about a half hour away for about a year. And our pastor at our church retired and I came back. So So you referenced the the Bible verse that sort of inspired you to create it because you want to leave wealth to your children's children. But what kind of experience had you had in that regard in order to successfully write this book? As far as in in generational wealth? Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Well, first of all, generational wealth is or wealth even is is kind of a trigger word because it can mean so many mm. things we t- first we talk about wealth and the first thing everybody thinks about is money which which money's a big part of wealth and generational wealth but a big part of the generational wealth that that's important in in this system in this book is i'm not only leaving stuff 
money, et cetera, to my, my children, I'm leaving this system to them also. I've, I've, I've taught my kids this exact system. And my kids are older now. They're, they're 28 and 21. But they're using this system, and they'll be able to use the system and pass it on to their kids in the future. Because uh, wealth, some people think wealth is, is, you know, fancy cars and mansions and whatever. And that's fine. Everybody defines wealth differently. If you live in a third world country, wealth might be $1,000, where to us, $1,000 won't even pay the bills this month. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a matter of perspective. And I found generational wealth is as much mindset as anything else. But, mm. but, what what I've tried to do is is provide a system that you can use no matter what generational wealth means to you. In in one way, and I haven't accomplished everything I want to accomplish. I'm not a billionaire or anything like that. But I've never missed a meal. I've got a good good roof over my head. I live in the same house I've lived in for twenty some years. I don't buy new cars. Uh, because I just need a car to get me there and back. But, but you know, if you create generational wealth, you can spend it however you want. You get to define what wealth is. The book, by the way, Hidden Nation, available on Amazon in hardcover or paperback and also on Kindle. And if you are a Kindle subscriber like I am, you get Kindle Unlimited, which is zero dollars. So there's no reason to not check it out. It is called the simple step by step system anyone can use to create generational wealth by Wes Young, of course. And here we're talking all about how to create it, what it is, and why it is. Wes, you mentioned that some people are triggered by the word wealth. you have any experience in that that you can share? <laughs> I do. I've got personal experience because I, I'm, I'm 51 years old. And if you think just because I wrote a book or some people view you as an expert if you write a book that I, I didn't make every single mistake in the world growing up, you'd be wrong. Um, uh, and, and money, you know, if you're, if you're flat broke, money is different than if you're comfortable and you've got all the bills paid. And then that's even different than if you're never going to have to worry about money the rest of your life. I've been through the thick and the thin, uh, I've been, it's been a long time, but I've I've dug quarters out of the couch. I mean, you know, so I, I understand what it is to be broke. Um, but I've also had periods that were great, too. So I've lived both sides. But money doesn't have to be taboo or, or something. Money's just a tool that we use to get stuff that we need or want. Um, so that's why I said it was a trigger because so many people, I, I used to run a small career college and uh, we had all kinds of different economic groups. And, and we had some people there that, that were flat broke. I mean, seriously might be going hungry in the next day. And when you spend time around those people, and that's back to, to part of the systems making the world a better place, is sometimes you buy somebody a meal and you're making the world a better place. I want everybody to create generational wealth, but I want you to do something to make the world better as you're doing it. And as you have more, you can do more. 
however you decide to do more. It doesn't have to be what I tell you to do. It's what you decide to do. That's the, that's the great thing. There's a million ways to make the world better. And the more resources you have, the more you can do, if that makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. I love that you brought up mindset to the whole process here. You're speaking my language. That's that's because <laughs> I, I know everything starts within no matter what um, religion or philosophical uh, path you believe, I think we can all get behind that, right? Uh, right. As within, so without. Uh, whatever starts here will end up there. And um, so with that, how has your, your church and your stance on that, how does it play with this wealth money concept? Oh, that's an awesome question. I need to write that down. Uh, well, first of all, everything in the book will work, whether you're a person of faith, whether you read the Bible. It's not a book at Christians. I'm I'm actually writing another one for the Christian market. Um, but this is this is not a book where I'm hitting you over the head. You will know that I'm, I'm, I believe in God and Jesus and a man of faith, but that's not the point of this book. And everything in this book will work for you if you use it, whether you're a, a believer or not. It, and I've found, okay, to answer your question, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all good. Uh, um, the people in my church, they've known me, they've known the things I've went through, they've supported me. And um, it doesn't bother them because I never let my my goal of success and generational wealth affect what I am as as their pastor. It hasn't changed me. They knew me before. They know me now. Um, but but to some people, that's a big. And here's I, wow. I don't know if you want to talk about this. You can cut it out if you want. It's but. Here's why a lot of like big TV preachers get a bad name because they get on there and they start hammering, send money, send money. It's going to be returned to you. That's not what the book says. It just drives me nuts. Um, there's a big thing about church members um, using 10% of their income tithing. Mm -hmm. Well, you're supposed to support your church if you're in a church, but it does not say you have to give 10% to your church. It says support your church and then use whatever to do something good. You don't have to, don't, people don't make decisions for themselves. They say, I'll give 10% to the church and I'll let them do whatever they want with it and I'll feel good. It's fine if that's what you want to do. I want people to think for themselves. I tell people in my congregation, you don't have to give 10% of the church. Do something good with 10%. That's what, what you're supposed to do. Make the world a better place. So I don't know if I answered your question well or not. but Of course you did. So <laughs> generational wealth, we're talking about, are we talking about um, a threshold of I mean, if if we're talking about generational wealth, I, I I can only see that as money, as finances, right? right? But are you saying that in order to accumulate it, it takes more, it takes the mindset, it takes the system, but generational wealth to me signifies that I'm going to have an abundance of money to uh, obtain, to gather for myself with plenty downline. Okay, okay. yes. That And that's how most people look at it. And that's fine because that is an important part. But 
you can study families, people that have made a lot of money and, and traditionally within two generations, all Correct. the money's gone, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most people know this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I say there's more to it because you can make a lot of money and enough to leave to your kids and your grandkids. But if you don't prepare them to maintain and grow that wealth, it probably going to go away so that's why i feel that the system itself is really the important part because if they use the same system then they'll be able to maintain and grow that wealth after you're gone but yeah i mean if you want to go out and make a billion dollars and you can then sure you can set stuff up to protect it where they only get a percentage of it and they only get it after they do this or at this age but really they need you need to lead by example and you need to give them the ability to do what you've done whatever wealth is you know some people if they could amass a hundred thousand dollars they would be tremendously more wealthy than they are now other people would need 10 million or some people would need 100 million um we're all in different spots and and if you give somebody that's been broke their whole life a million dollars, what's going to happen? They're going to lose it within a few months. Zero. Yes, yes because they, they're not prepared. Uh, I had a, a, a teacher one time ask one of his students, what would you do if you won the lottery? And their answer was, I would buy a bigger trailer. And that, in, in some ways, that's really sad. But in others, it points out how mindset really messes with people when it comes to that might, you know. Yeah, so true. <laughs> so you you said that you've spent time uh, throughout your journey uh, broke, as you said, looking in the couch cushion for, for yeah. quarters. What was the turning point where that, in essence, led you to this book and this system? What happened there? Oh, okay. Um, the, the big turning point. It, okay. I've done a lot of different things for work over the years um, and uh, ups and downs. The big turning point, and as I told you, I'd studied this. I, I've studied books and, and leaders and people that had actually created generational wealth to try to learn what they did. And if I could copy that, um, the the pain, and it's not my pain, the pain for me, it was, it's, the pain in my mind of being afraid I couldn't take care of my wife and my two girls, that drives me now. One day it all came together that, you know, start taking responsibility for your life, start doing stuff because I've got plenty of, of skills and talent, but am I using them correctly? And it all, when I, when I read the Bible verse, that's when it really kind of poured in on top of me. Like it's time to straighten your life out so that you don't have to worry about providing for the people that are important, which is your family. So, Well, you sort of led upon uh, that famous quote that nothing will change until yes. the pain of your current situation is greater than yes. the fear, the pain that you might experience if you change, right? If it's just, if you're just comfortable, even if yes. you're painfully comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just read a, a variation on that that yesterday and i'm sure you've heard it before too that it says if you give a man uh, uh, a little bit of entertainment and and a little bit of comfort and whatever then you you 
kill all his desire. He's just comfortable, happy mm-hmm. where he is, and he just sits there. And and I I I can't do that. I've I've got to keep pushing. Yeah, I think the other um the, the other thing about that is they say good is the enemy of great or good is the enemy of yeah. success because if you feel like something is just good, you're in that lulled sense of comfort that could really yes yes yeah so give us an idea of because i know you're you're more than willing you have a course we'll lead people to after this as well uh like i said kindle unlimited you can get the book for nothing and it's also it's inexpensive as it is so there's no reason not to get it on amazon paperback hard hardcover or the kindle but give us a sense of what the concept of the system entails we roll okay. up our sleeves. We got our pen and paper. What, what do we do here? Okay. And, and this is a suggestion. It's a five-part system, but don't get scared when I tell you the first part because we'll cover that if you can't start where the suggestion is. The suggestion is to li- li- live on 70% of your income, use 10% to invest or save, use 10% to make more money, Use 10% to make the world a better place. And then the fifth step is spend one hour a day working on your system. And it's really a simple system, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Now, now the 70% to live on, that's the biggest roadblock to most people I talk to. They say, I can't live on 100% of my income. How am I going to live on 70? And I've been there, so I understand. So what I always say is start where you are. If you have to live on 97%, and invest 1%, use 1% to make the world a better place, and use 1% to make more money. And as you as you start making more and you're working one hour a day on this, whatever that looks like, then you can work to maybe 90% and 3%, 3%, 3%, and eventually get to 70% to live on. Because I've been there. I've been where I couldn't live on 100% because of mistakes I made, and I had to start where I was and build. And the ultimate goal for me is to learn to live on 10 to 20% of my income so I can do more with the rest. Now I'm not there yet, but I'm working towards it. So that's the system. You you don't even need the book. That's the system. If you use it. Wes, you said that uh, there were times when you couldn't live on the 100% because of the mistakes you've made. Would you share a mistake you've made? Absolutely. Um, well, first big mistake was credit cards. I was like, oh, they're giving me credit cards. Free oh, money. I don't have to pay this back for 30 days or, or months. Or, or 30 or, months, right? doesn't matter. And and I, I made every credit card mistake you could possibly make. And for the past 15 years, I haven't had a credit card. Now, I, I have to use debit cards because I travel <laughs> and you can't travel without cards. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I can't do it. I cannot have credit cards. Um, I, I wasn't raised that way. My dad's got credit cards and he has never paid a point of interest ever. If he puts it on a card, he pays it off in 30 days. Perfect example. But I, I just, that was a mistake and I'm never making that mistake again. Cause I'm never having another, another credit card. So, yeah. One of those 10% you said was, uh, to work on making more money. Yes. Example. What does that really mean? 
okay, use 10% to make more money. And we all have different skills and, and abilities. And in some people, um, it can be as simple as buying something, improving it and reselling it. But let's say, let's say, just to use a round number, you got $1,000 a month. So you're going to use 10% to make more money. That's $100 a month. That could be creating uh, creating books, creating an information marketing business, doing courses. Um, it could be investing in wholesale and reselling. Um, it could be basically anything. And, and like you would do something different than I would do because we have different backgrounds and different, different skills, but whatever it is, is figure out a way to make a little bit of money. Even if you buy something for the hundred dollars and only sell it for $110, you you've made $10. And then the next month you put another hundred with it. So now you have the 110 plus the hundred and you use that to buy a product or products like be, buy two different products, combine them in some way to add value and resell them. You know, we, we've got eBay, Etsy, Facebook Marketplace. There's a million ways to sell stuff now. All you got to do is come up with something to add value. And and some people don't like to do that. I, I used to, years ago, I my me and one of my daughters would go to yard sales and we'd buy stuff at yard sales and then I'd resell it on eBay. I made money doing that. I didn't make life-changing money, but I made extra money, right? So you can start there. Some people will want to start a business. I know people who have started a retail business, but that's what that 10% is. Use it to invest, to make more money in a way like a business. I know that we've already spoken about how conversations like this can trigger people, can be triggering for various reasons. We're talking about finances, money, wealth, income, I find that in, in any of these conversations, because of the trigger, a lot of people will want to make an excuse. No, I can't do that. You don't know my situation. I'm different. Right. I've tried all that. It doesn't work. You don't know what we're talking about. What do we say to that person? Well, I, I've been there. I I do know a lot of that because I used to make all kinds of excuses. And it comes back to the mindset that that we talked about. The day I started taking 100% responsibility for the outcomes of my life is when things started to change. Okay, it didn't work. Well, that's my fault. I got to figure out a better way to make it happen. So uh, everybody, there's plenty of people in terrible situations, but you've got to start doing something or you're going to continue to be in the, the terrible situation. Uh, start taking responsibility. That sounds harsh, but that's what changed me when I started taking 100% responsibility for my outcomes. Here's what I love about that. Um, I, like I said, I'm not a religious man, but I'm a spiritual man. I have my own guidance system. I have my own beliefs. I'm pretty sure that the vast majority, if not the majority and the full of our beliefs align. Yes. Uh, like you just said, the minute I've taken personal responsibility, things change. I've been telling myself that for the several years that I've been able to turn my life around. Yeah. I live by that. So we are one in the same, no matter what our religious beliefs are. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So what is next for the book and your journey here? Where do you go from here? Um. 
I've got two more books planned. The first one is Generational Wealth for Children and Young Adults. Oh, because wow. if someone would have come to either of us when we were 18 years old and that we believed and trusted, not a parent, because, you know, you don't listen oh. to your parents, but, <laughs> but and gave you this system, my life would have been completely different if oh, I'd man. actually been able to, to be convinced to use the system. And even if you don't use it perfectly, if you're saving 10% and using 10% to make, make more money, you're, you're going to be better off. And th the thing of youth is you've got a lot more time than most of us, but, and, and and then the the second the the second follow up book is going to be for the Christians Christian market generational wealth for the Christian market and that that'll be controversial but it'll be fine controversial uh, for those in your community not in my community but for the Christian community is law in large because Why? so many yeah. of them believe you have to live in poverty and that's not what the Bible says but wow we could talk about this all day tell me more about yeah. that um it's it, the danger is picking out certain verses in the Bible and not reading all the verses about a particular subject. I have a, a sermon that I've given many times that covers about 10 or 12 different sections in the Bible that talk about wealth and money. You know, you've heard the, the quote, money's the root of all evil. Well, that's wrong. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. But, but the love of anything outside of family and what you're supposed to love can lead to destruction. Um, money can drag you down, but it can also be a tremendous tool to do good things. It's the making the world a better place thing. Um, I, I talked about TV preachers, and I always look at what they do with their money. I don't huh. care if they own a jet, if they're also doing lots of good stuff with their money. But if they're hypocritical, then I stop watching them. It doesn't affect my faith because my faith's not through that guy, just like anyone my congregation's faith's not through me, my, my re relationships with God. So it doesn't matter what anyone else does. Um, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned you're spiritual and, and not religious, but most of the things that I work with out of the Bible work, whether you're a believer or not, that's I agree. What, kind of what you're talking about there. Um, so that's really where I'm coming from. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not on here trying to convert anyone. If someone wants to talk to me about Jesus, I'm glad to talk to him, but that's not why we're here today. But my faith has helped me just like your spiritual belief systems help you. So I, I don't argue with how people might get results. I'm happy if they get results. And, you know, if you use this system and you don't believe in God and you still make the world a better place, then we still all win. Do you feel that your book is only going to be able to attract people who are ready, willing, and able to hear it, right? Yes. Yeah. And I've been through that because I read some great stuff in my 20s and 30s that didn't have any effect on me. And then when I went back later and read it, it was like, ah, oh, now it's it's I was ready. Um, but, you know, maybe somebody buys the book and they're like, ah, this is not for me. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'll, I'll give this away or, or whatever. And maybe one of his kids picks it up. And 10 years later, the kid says, hey, I remember that. Maybe I'll give it a try. Um, you know, I, I want to sell lots of books. Yeah, they, but... There are no accidents, which is something I'm sure we yeah. both 
can agree yeah. on, right? Everything right. happens for the reason. When the when the student is ready, the teacher will yes. appear. Is that all in your uh, religious arsenal? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm not I'm not one of those uh, Christians that go beat people over the head because if, if that's not what Jesus did, who is who I like to emulate. He didn't go out beating people over the head. If they didn't want to hear, it was fine. He didn't chase them down. If you want to talk to me, then I, I want to help you. But if you don't, that's that's fine. It's available. We live in an information age. You can find out everything you want to find out. So I'm just open and willing if someone is interested. And if not, that's fine, too. Tell me about the free course you have that our listener can can, can go and absorb. Okay. Free course is available at generationalwealthbooks.com. That's plural. Um, go to the bottom of the, the page, put in your email. And I tell people, people are afraid to put their emails in. Yes, I'm going to email you some stuff after the course, but you are welcome to get off my list after the course. Take the seven-day course because it, it covers everything we've talked about here in detail, gives you more examples, examples of how to use money to make money, talks about investing a little bit, even though I'm not a financial investor guy. Um, and and you, you don't even have to buy the book to get everything you need. But if you get the course and it does something good for you, then you're probably going to buy the book because it's cheap. Um, but and you can also, if you want to buy the book, at the top of that page, just click on the picture of the book. It'll take you right to Amazon. But take the free course, even if you want to unsign up at the end. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense not to, right? You're yeah. you're you're remotely interested. That'll give you a good feel for what yeah. you're doing and what you're about. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Wes, I'm so glad you came on. You opened up, you shared, you gave. So good. So good to have you on. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. This was great. I love your energy, man. I appreciate that. Coming from a pastor, I'll take that because I understand (laughs) the personality type. Am I right? There's a certain personality that you exhibit on that uh, stage? Oh, yeah. 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 Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that. And thank you, Hidden Nation, for joining in the conversation. Check out the book. Check out the free course. No reason not to. Wes Young. It's great to have you. And also, Hidden Nation, we're going to do this again before too long. You want the catalog, like I said, that iHeartRadio app is your entry point to it and other shows like this. Thanks again for investing your time. We're going to do it again before too long. Until we do, take care. Be well.